Hello, and welcome to the Procurement Game Changers podcast, brought to you by Consulting Quest. Ever wondered how the leaders get it done? What differentiates them from the rest of us? Let's tune in and learn from the best leaders in the procurement space. Let's do it. And now, over to your host, Helen Lafitte. Welcome back to the Procurement Game Changers. Get ready to meet Arthur Ackman, our fantastic guest on this podcast. With his impressive background in technology and cloud procurement, Arthur is your go-to expert for all things partnerships, negotiations, and strategic advice from cybersecurity to artificial intelligence and fintech. He's seen it all. As the head of technology and cloud procurement at Nice Limited Offer, has led the global teams and shared his wisdom with top companies. Join us for an engaging conversation as author and MBA graduate with a passion for global consulting, share his personal experiences and insights in the dynamic world of technology procurement. Welcome to the show, author. Thank you very much, Helen. Pleasure being here. So let's start with what led you to procurement. Well, you know, John Lennon once said that uh, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Uh, so I think it's a similar story. Procurement was not on my career path, to be honest. I studied law, and when I graduated, I started to work for a big law firm in Tel Aviv. At first as an intern, and after that as an associate for a few years. Uh, it was a great time with uh, great co-workers and clients. I uh, practiced in commercial litigation and actually dealt with some of the most interesting cases of the time. But with that being said, uh, after some time, I felt that uh, the thing that I like to do, the thing that uh, are more uh, of my interest, let's say, uh, is the part of the business, the, the negotiation, the discussions with the client, the ability to close deals. These are the things that I like. So, Actually, with this understanding, I decided to first uh, register to an MBA study. And second, uh, to be more open to uh, hearing about professions that uh, mix between my legal expertise and my business desires. So after some time, I got a, a call from a recruiter in a tech company. And it offered me to join uh, the tech procurement uh, department. Uh, of this company as a contract and procurement manager. I heard about it and it sounds interesting. Uh, she was very convincing. Uh, so I decided to jump into the water, as I said, and uh, I joined. So this is how I get it. But you know, you're not staying in a, prof in a certain profession uh, if it's not interesting. And I think that I stayed in procurement and this is what I'm doing today. You know, not in the same company, not in the same role, but still is because I found procurement and tech procurement specifically as something that is super interesting. You have the chance to deal with a variety of topics. One day I'm dealing with cyber and the other day with fintech and, you know, other day with AI and other things. In some areas, you're really touching the, the edge of technology and you're in a, in a place where you can influence the company bottom line. And, you know, it's, it's super interesting. And this is why I actually stayed. Uh, on top of that, I'm also leading a, a group of professionals, which I think, you know, is the best in the industry. 
so this is also something that very interested in this specific area. So it's funny to say that, you know, in all the interviews I did for the podcast, the answer is pretty much always the same, that it was not in my plan, in my plans, I didn't, uh, I'm not, I didn't know I wanted to do procurement. And then here we are, all of us, right? This is, this is a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a good well, thing. now there are, you know, training and, and uh, higher education programs for procurement, but that was not necessarily the case. 20 years ago so maybe that explains why the old procurement people <laughs> not, uh, didn't start it as, as that but you know that's maybe just my interpretation it, it is but you know it's even more than that i see procurement as something that is very wide you need to be with a very wide knowledge on various topics mm -hmm. in order to do it correctly okay you, you know there are some basics that you need to know but at the end of the day you need to know about many things starting from um, product and R&D and legal and uh, you know other things and you finance you name it and I think that coming to procurement from a different profession give you in many cases an advantage okay you see things from other angles you see things from other let's say point of view and when you are negotiating when you are dealing with people with cases you need to see you need to see the full picture and having done these things before in your past can again give you an advantage in the in negotiation in these processes in, in all. No, no, it, it's true. But we're not going to talk about all those different skill set of a procurement leader. To, today, we're going to talk about topic that we think has the power to reshape the procurement landscape and it's generative AI. So it's an innovative technology that is said to revolutionize the way organizations approach their procurement strategy and operations with an immense potential for transformation. So in this episode, we'll delve deep into that fascinating world of generative AI, uncovering its game-changing impact on procurement. We'll be addressing the key questions that procurement professionals are or should be eager to explore what are the benefits, the challenges, and opportunities that arise from this cutting-edge technology. So let's, let's do it. Let's start and let's dive right into it with our first question. And that's all for you, Arthur. What has data-driven procurement influenced the industry and what benefits have you seen as a result of this approach? Well, so data-driven procurement, you know, becoming a, a buzzword today across the industry. You hear it all, all around and the benefits are, you know, benefits of having functional data-driven procurement is are huge. You know, it's better provided with better option for analysis, ability to improve uh, supplier management and risk management, uh, planning can generate options for uh, cost savings. Again, uh, the, a lot of things that you can, you can do with that and achieve by having that. I think, you know, the discussion is wider than that, okay? And it starts from what organization requires today from procurement. I think that organization requires today from procurement to be, you know, really on top of things and have the, uh, again, a wider understanding of what the company do, where it is, you know, in the landscape. And, you know, according to that, procurement specialist needs to bring results, good results to the company. Now, it starts with that. And in order to do it in the best way possible, there is, you know, there is a basic need. And the basic need is to strategize your procurement. 
plan for the long term, trying to have a long term plan that will enable you to see, to see the big picture, to see what you have and how you can, can deal with that. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, okay, you need to have two, actually a few uh, things, but two basic things. First, you need to have knowledge. Okay, you need that your uh, specialist or the people in your group will have the relevant knowledge about the company, about uh, its forecast, about what we need, all of those things. So let's say that the first step would be knowledge-based procurement. You need to embrace that. The second is to have the data. And in order to have the data, having the data is one thing, but you need to have a reliable data, okay? So you need to work internally to see that the data that you are relying on is something that is based, something that you can use. Mm -hmm. With those two things, you need to build a plan. And today, you know, you have so many tools that enable you to do it. But again, using tools is only the second phase. It's not the first phase. The first phase is knowledge and arranging the data. After that, you have, can have tools that will enable you to analyze, enable you to uh, have a longer or uh, long-term plans. Yeah, we always say that, you know, digital transformation is not about technology. It's about changing the way you work and then the technology comes after. I think that's right. what you're uh, trying to say as well. So now we're going to talk about, you know, generative AI. It's impacting procurement. It will impact procurement. But what benefits do you think it can bring to the industry? So it's like phases. Currently, the use in generative AI uh, for procurement is, let's say, pretty limited. Okay, mm -hmm. it's a supporting tool. You use I use it on my daily work, for example, ChatGPT and other uh, tools uh, that are similar to that in order to gain data, okay? in order to get information about competitors, about uh, licensing model, about uh, you know, all kinds of things that help me during the negotiation. This is the phase uh, we are in uh, from procurement, from generative AI and procurement in generative AI. But this is not the real story. The real story is the vision here. Vision-wise, and when you understand the potential, you understand that generative AI is going to change the industry dramatically, okay? Generative AI, when you will connect it, and this is how it, this is what I see as the next phase of it, when you will be able to connect generative AI tools to your internal system and combine it with public information, you will be able to use and tailor generative AI for your use. Mm -hmm. If it's the use in negotiation, if it's the use for planning, forecasting, things like that, and maybe in the later stages, uh, also for actual negotiation, replacing a specialist in a very basic negotiation phases or in negotiation uh, at all. You know, it's depend on the phase that we will uh, get to. But I think, you know, that the change or the impact on the industry will be significant. Yeah, so, so if I understand correctly, what you're saying is that today, um, generative AI is limited to um, mostly research or writing emails a little bit faster in a better way. You'd have to scratch your head too much to write that difficult email. But in the future, if we're able to connect the public information that is out there with your 
your own data, identify patterns, identify trends, and then make recommendation or alert on certain weak signals and so on. That's where really the value comes. And it's very dynamic. It's very real time thing that could really kind of be a game changer in particular in the realm of procurement where and, and renegotiation is a very good example because there's, uh, you know, the balance and pa of power between uh, the two parts of the negotiation, having more information and be able to use not only your information, but the one from outside can give you kind of be on an equal foot with your suppliers and make sure that uh, negotiation are fair. Yes, it is fair, but, you know, someone will have the upper end. And by the way, I think that it's all connected. It's the data. You need to have the data. You need to have the knowledge in order to have a good generative AI tool that will take a good data from your internal system and will use external mm -hmm. resources as well and will enable you, will enable to create you, okay, a full picture. And yeah. that will give you the operating negotiation and planning and everything. So that's, yes. you know, it's all connected at the end of the day. And the future, the future is yet to see, you know, but it seems like uh, it's pretty clear where it is going. So that, that's a very interesting vision. I mean, I think that we can all agree that having more information when we're discussing with both suppliers and, and clients, actually, is, is really key. But how do you see procurement professional adopting that generative AI and with what outcomes? Well, there is a difference between theory and uh, reality, right? I think that it all comes to a three, three things that needs to happen, okay? It needs to provide value, okay? Mm -hmm. The procurement specialist, the manager, whatever, needs to have to see that it's provide you with, that's the first thing. The second thing, not less important, is the ease of use, okay? The idea that the procurement specialist, manager, again, uh, relevant uh, personnel can take tool, okay, and without you know all you know all kind of processes that it needs to uh, go through, can use it to its benefits. That's the second thing. The mm -hmm. third thing is budgeting. Okay, we we see in procurement that you know it's not the spoiled boy of the uh, of the company, right? Uh, yeah. You need to you need to fight for every budget, and. In you know, sometime, and we saw cases before, okay, that there is, there is an ROI, there is, you know, a good potential, there is an ease to use, but at the end of the day, you don't have the budget. The picture needs to be clear and the value needs to be clear in order to at least be in a situation where you would get the relevant budget, you will be able to prove why it's, uh, it's good. And I think that after the first time, after the first year, there will be no questions. So all the three needs to uh, come together in order to uh, make it relevant for uh, for procurement. Actually, what you're saying is that you need to be make the business case. You need to to show what value it can bring to the organization, and then then probably it will become a no brainer. <laughs> you know, uh, to the extent that the price is is lower than the value oh, generated, we agree on that. We agree on that. So what steps could those organizations? take to integrate this technology in this in the operation so this is a question that we, we're talking about the future of generative ai so obviously we're talking about the future that applies to any new technology actually that you want to integrate into your operation what are the steps that that an organization should take to to do that so first i think that it comes to the procurement itself okay the procurement professionals and uh, themselves i think that they just need to try okay they need to 
uh, work with the tools, okay, as much as possible. There are many free tools, okay, that you can work with, okay, and make it like and make it part of their day, okay. Get them used to it. Get them used to the tools that we have now. And again, the next phase is just around the corner to have all kind of working tools that will simplify processes for you. It will come from all kind of companies that will offer it. Embrace it. Okay, don't deny it. Embrace it. This is super important. This is the best advice I can give you know for the current situation. You know, and and I think it's a good point to. A lot of people are afraid of AI, and we have all those declarations saying that uh, AI will dis destroy everything, will destroy jobs, and so on. And indeed, um, I think that some jobs will disappear in the next 10 to 20 years, uh, but some new jobs will be created um, thanks to those technologies because we'll have different needs. And I think that when you're always more afraid of something you don't know, uh, then something you know and you know the limitations. And I think that if people were using a little more generative AI, they would see today's limitations. They would start to see the trends as, as well of how it's evolving and probably would have a more like lucid and objective opinion on it. And it's good, uh, the good and the bad. I think that's why I, I truly think that's a good point. And to be honest, we discussed that very quickly, but it can already bring value to an individual in their daily work. Uh, because um, just what I was mentioning, you know, we were mentioning research, there's the, um, writing things, it's uh, giving you ideas. The other day I used it to prepare slides, to be honest, and it's pretty good. I'm not saying it's replacing everything, but it gives you that idea, oh, I wouldn't put it that way, or, oh, yes, that's a good way to do things, and then you take him from here. So, yes, I think that's a very good step. But now let's talk about the downside of it. Say, so what potential risk and challenging do you see associated with the use of generative AI in procurement, and how can we mitigate those? Well, so the more obvious one, of course, is privacy and, uh, you know, compliance, things like that. These are things that companies are afraid of, and I can fully understand it. When you are taking internal information and uh, put it on an external tool, let's say, okay, it is, it is not something that is easy to do. But with that, of course, there will be solution that will enable you to work in, a, let's say, an isolated environment. I'm seeing such tools emerging, you know, that can coming from uh, all kinds of organizations that enable you to code, to uh, to uh, get information, to do all kinds of things, but in an isolated uh, environment, and that will hopefully, you know, will uh, uh, will solve the issue of privacy. But it's still, you know, I know that many companies debating it. Okay, there are, you know, a, a variety of uh, mm -hmm. thoughts about uh, about it, about the usage of it. Um, so it's an ongoing uh, game. At the end of the day, I think that company will, will have to embrace it, okay? And they cannot be uh, left behind and there will be, you know, solution, there will be regulation. So this is one thing. But I think that not less scarier, okay, for me, is that it will commoditize uh, procurement or sales or other professions like that. I think that today, one of the most uh, interesting thing about procurement it is again joined to uh, to sales, to uh, business, to other things as well. Is the ability, uh, mostly in complex situation, complex negotiation, complex processes, to think outside of the box. Okay, 
And if everything is, let's say, managed by machines, okay, where it is leave us, you know, with that. You know, this is the risk, but it's also an opportunity. Okay, when everyone is thinking you know, the same, there might be an option to think uh, in a different way. But still, these are the two things. It's privacy, privacy compliance, and the thing of committed eyes and uh, thinking of the box. No, I, I, I think it's true. And if I look at the category I'm working on, so consulting, I think that there's a human component in, in it. It's just, it's like legal, actually, where where uh, there are something that cannot be replaced. And I'm not sure today in the close future that we'll be able to model uh, trust and, you know, the quality of human interactions. And until we're able to do that, then I think that humans will still have the, uh, the upper hand in uh, procurement for consulting services or legal services. So I think that what you're saying too is that some of the transactional activities that today are done by procurement uh, can be done with tools, technology, and AI. Uh, but there are some things that at least said now cannot, and that's a strategic part. That's what you're saying by thinking out of the box, this strategic thinking, all of this, thinking about solutions that were never done before, taking a solution that is partially applied here and, and, and transfer that there, this is not necessarily something that today AI can do. And that's where we still have an advantage. So I agree with on you with that. So if we, feature. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what advice would you give to procurement professionals who are looking to incorporate generative AI into their daily operations? And um, what resources would you recommend they, they read or they consult to learn more about this technology? Well, I think, you know, that the information is out there. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll tell you about myself. During the last few, few months, I learned to code without actually know how to code, okay? But just, you know, writing prompts, maybe correctly, and how to uh, generate pictures and how to uh, write emails better and how to prepare tables, things like that. It's just by prime, okay? It's no more mm -hmm. than that. So, Again, the basic thing that I can suggest is to try, okay? Put your hands in the water and try. Try everything, you know, and just try with every tool relevant. Understand yeah. this world, understand how to work, uh, you know, understand how to write prompts correctly, how to uh, how to do it, you know, in, in the best way. Make it something that is part of your daily work, okay? That will give you an advantage for the long run. No, it's true that... It's it's not obvious. And do you have many, many advice on how to write the right prompts, actually? So just go on the internet and search that. But uh, I think what is interesting is that at any level and any job today, you can start using those tools and see for yourself what, what that can be, what that can do, and imagine what the future can be. Because we all see in the last six months, between you know GPT three and GPT four, we already saw a huge difference, and so I can imagine then when when you have your chat GPT five six seven, then we could see tremendous advantage. And unless you really are into that and you you have your like your fingers in the plug and you know what's happening, you might not see 
uh, how it's evolving. And to your point in saying it's out there, there are a lot of articles that talk about the limitation of AI, the future of AI, the vision by people who really master that environment. So I encourage people to have a look and understand how it could impact. It will not impact only procurement, it's going to impact pretty much any function in the company. And what will be interesting is to, as you were saying, to interconnect all of this and all those data, all that data and all that information that is available. Because we talk about data, people see numbers, but actually generative AI is also about words. That's a thing that had limitation until now, but those tools can analyze text and make mm -hmm. something very um, summarized and insightful about text. I think that's the big difference from five years ago. So that's where the difference comes and that's where it will come in the future, I think. Right, I agree with you. So if we, if we want to, that's the tough exercise, I know this, everybody has been through that. If we want to just single out one thing that we want the listeners to remember from our conversation today, what would that be? I would say to them that uh, they should know that the car was already invented. It's in its early stages, but they need to make sure that they are not the only one or the last one that's still riding horses. They need to have a driving license. Okay, they need to learn how to drive. That's my advice. Yeah, get on the bus. It's already it's already uh, rolling, right? Get on the car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good point. That, and that goes to with that. Get to know the different tools, get to explore, uh, try them, uh, even in a safe environment where you're, you're just poking around and not really using that specifically for your daily job, but get, get on them, try, read about it, and you'll have the same vision that is pretty positive on it. Given that we're able to really find a way to keep the privacy of the information, uh, which I think I, I totally agree with you on that. That's probably the major risk about AI, generative AI and sharing information with the planet. It's like, it's indeed shared. <laughs> that's <good. Yeah. laughs> well, that's it. Anything else offer that you wanted to add to the conversation before we part? No, just to thank you, Ellen, for the opportunity. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. And thank you very much. It was very interesting. Thank you. Thank you again, Alfa. Sure. With pleasure. Bye. And that concludes today's episode of Procurement Game Changers. I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our credible guest, Alfa, for sharing his expertise and shedding light on the impact of generative AI in procurement. It has been an enlightening and engaging discussion. Before we wrap up, I want to reach out to our listeners. If you have success stories of challenges related to generative AI in procurement, we want to hear from you in the comments section. Share your experiences, insights, and questions with us. We believe in the power of community and learning from one another. If you found this episode valuable and enjoyed the conversation, please show your support by giving them a thumbs up subscribing to our channel and sharing this podcast with your colleagues and peers. Together, we can spread knowledge and inspire others to change procurement for the better. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. Bye. Au revoir.
And that's a wrap for this episode of our Procurement Game Changers series. But we'll soon be back with yet another exciting session with one of the movers and shakers from the procurement space. Meanwhile, remember to visit our website at consultingquest.com for more consulting updates and procurement know-how and join us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Until then, goodbye from the entire Consulting Quest family. Have a great day.